Hi, today on this episode, we will have a conversation with Paul Fortune. He was born with a cerebral palsy and it was so severe that doctors told his mom that he would never be able to walk. Thank goodness for a wonderful mom and a great mindset that wasn't his destiny. He was able to overcome it and able to live a very active life, but it wasn't easy at all. Today, as a mindset coach, he shares his story with his clients to help them overcome obstacles in their life. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm excited to be on your podcast. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. I'm super excited to just for my listeners to learn about you and learn about what you do. We're going to crush the theme of uh, limiting belief. I thank you for allowing me this platform to talk about limit beliefs and what I do because uh, we're both here to help people. And I, I, I know that's why you started this podcast because you want to be able to help people of what you've learned in your life. And, and um, that's why I started becoming coach because of what I've learned in my life. And basically we just want to give back and help people. Yeah. So you're a motivational coach and maybe you can share a little bit more. How did you get here? Absolutely. Okay. So my journey actually started very, very, very young. I was diagnosed uh, as an infant with what's called cerebral palsy. And if your viewers don't know what that is, it's, it affects one side of the body. It affects motor skills and it could be so severe that it could prevent you from being able to move one side of your body. Well, apparently when I was diagnosed with this, uh, the doctors told my mom that uh, that I would never be able to walk and that she should get me used to being in a wheelchair and uh, uh, getting a life, you know, in a wheelchair. Well, you know, at the time, I'm just an infant, so I didn't have a voice. My mom was my voice. And thank goodness she did not just have that diagnosis and, and, and go with it. She got second and third and fourth opinions. Finally, she found somebody that that saw my condition and thought, that, that they could work with me. Mm. So at that point, for the last, the next 10 years of my life, I was in intense physical therapy every single day. And my first break in in my life was round three, when uh, I started walking. That was obviously a a big feat for me. Obviously, I don't really remember that Mm -hmm. so much. But obviously, that was definitely the first stage in my in my uh, in my journey. Uh, and then I remember at five years old, my mom put me in soccer Mm. and, um, I felt so defeated because I would see all these other kids running laps and running around the field and I could barely go 25, 50 yards. And my father having to go to the coach and say, I'm, I'm, unfortunately my, my boy can't run like the other kids. And, you know, as a five-year-old, you just want to fit in. You don't want to right. be different than the other kids. Right. You want to be a part of the team and be just like them. But but I wasn't. Mm. And uh, I got my second break, uh, so to speak, uh, when I was around six or seven. I, I, I got surgery on my right foot to help give me mobility, um, be able to move a little bit better. And um, I'll never forget this. Uh, I changed schools. Uh, around that same time, right after the surgery. And it was the first day of uh, uh, PE, physical education. And again, you know, when you, you after you do your stretches, the, uh, the, the teacher tells you to run a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, ah, here we go again. They're gonna see that I can't run. Mm. I'm gonna get teased again. 
but something different happened because I had that surgery. All of a sudden I'm able to keep up with the other kids. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm halfway through it. I'm thinking, come on, Paul, you're doing this. Keep it up, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. And I finished the lap with everybody else on the outside. It kept it cool. But in the inside, I was cheering. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Finally, I was in a situation where I didn't stick out, but I was just one of the other kids. Mm. And things, you know, started to get easier, but I wouldn't say they were easy. Um, I still walk with a limp. I still held my right arm differently than the other kids. And I switched schools again uh, in junior high. And that's a, that's a really tough age mm-hmm. uh, for everybody. Hormones are changing. You're, you're, you're becoming a teenager. And uh, so the kids, you know, so uh, switching schools, you know, with not having a disability is tough at, as a junior yeah. high. So add the fact that I have a disability and I'm the new kid, uh, compound things very, very much so for me. So I remember, I remember for the first, for seventh and eighth grade, I, I all seventh grade and half of eighth grade, I would come home pretty much every single day and cry, you know, and, and say, why me? Why do not, why do I mm. have to go through this, this, this pain, mm. you know, people teasing me, people bullying me. And, uh, you know, and, and it was just a, a vicious cycle every single day. And then I don't know what happened in my head or, or, or whatnot, but halfway through eighth grade, mm-hmm. I, I just said to myself, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of feeling this sadness all the time. Mm. I don't want to feel sad anymore. I want to feel happy. I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel I'm doing something. So I thought to myself, well, what can I do to change my, my circumstance? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as, as a young boy, I was raised to, uh, to, uh, uh, like baseball. So I really, really, really enjoy baseball. My family enjoyed it. So I'd always watch it. So I made a goal to, for myself. I said to myself, you know what, uh, make a goal that you're going to make the varsity high school baseball team. Mm. So then, then it just started from there. I would play winter, winter baseball, fall baseball, summer baseball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall to get practice. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that over and over and over again. And uh, something uh, was, was wonderful that happened while I was, while I was doing this journey. Uh, as I changed my mindset, people changed their mindset about me. Oh, so wow. instead of bullying me and teasing me, they saw that I had this goal and that I was passionate about it. They started rooting for me and helping me, giving me tips. And uh, I'm happy to say that um, I, I was able to make my, my varsity team as a junior and played, played, played as a senior. And I took this mindset, you know, through, through college. And, you know, like most people in, through college, you know, when you get out of college, you know, as a 22, 21-year-old uh, man, uh, but, you know, still pretty much a boy, they tell you, okay, now you, you have to, you know, find your career. And you're like 21, 22 years old. You're like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah. I just came out of college. I, I don't know what I want to do. So I got into, uh, through a family friend, I got into uh, mortgages, uh, mortgage loans for mm. residential. Okay. And, and uh, I worked in that and I used that same mindset. I remember in a training that I had, uh, you know, not knowing the business at all, but you know, they were, it was a really good training and, and it was pumping me up. So after the training that I took, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. 
And uh, I was getting my rate sheets ready and I was going to go out and try to sell. Yeah. And I remember that family friend coming up to me and saying, hey, Paul, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm getting my rate sheets ready. I'm ready to rock and roll and, and, and you know, get some loans. And he's like, uh, you're not ready. You need more training. And I'm like, and, and because I had this mindset, this is mindset. I'm like, I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So I went out, didn't have that much experience. And uh, I learned on the fly and I got really, 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 really good at it. Um, and then 2008 hit when, you know, the economy, you know, yeah. changed and uh, regulations start getting tighter on on us. And I started to kind of lose the luster of, of wanting to do mortgages just because, you know, the different regulations they put on it. It wasn't I wasn't able because I, I love the 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 uh, people to people interaction and helping people. But they put these these uh, these regu- these these regulations against you that that kind of affect you from, from wanting to help people. Because, uh, for instance, I had to say my mortgage license number. And if, if I didn't say my mortgage license number and there was a special, uh, they would have secret shoppers mm. and they would bust you if, if you didn't say your license number. So, and then I would hang up the phone with somebody and I'm, and I, and I would be like, not, uh, I'd be more worried about, did I say my mortgage license number rather than than doing what I needed to do or say the right things to help the client. I was more worried about like the operational stuff and not, not really listening to what the client wanted because of all the stuff they were putting in my head about what I had to do nowadays. So, so uh, during all this time, I used to love uh, listening to uh, motivational uh, videos, reading motivational uh, books, self-help books. And uh, I remember this is probably about five or six years ago. Um, they brought in a motivational, uh, speaker, I guess, would, I guess they were at the time mm-hmm. and to talk to us, to kind of motivate, uh, mm-hmm. motivate us. And, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, his, what he, what he was saying now, I can't remember what he said now, but it, it really resonated with me at the time. And, uh, he was real generous after the, the, uh, the presentation, I, I went up and talked to him and asked him a few questions and then I started researching this and, and, you know, life coaching and I started taking classes. Mm. I have my certifi- certification in coaching now. And, and I, I started putting out in the universe that I wanted to do it. And, and I know that people at first were kind of, you know, probably laughing at me. I'm going, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a life coach mm. and I'm like, what, what a life coach, get out of here, get out and do loans. And, uh, but I, but my, my goal at that point was just to put it out in the universe and then, I made a goal for myself, get my finances in order, because mm-hmm. obviously when you're, when you're doing being a life coach and starting a new business, yeah. you're not going to make a million dollars. You're barely, Absolutely. You're, you know, you're, yeah. you might, you're, you're lucky if you make any money yeah. you know, at first. Right. So I had to make some adjustments in my life um, that I was willing to make mm-hmm. um, because I, I think you can't put a price on happiness. Uh, so I made all these choices and um, I now have made the transition to being a full-time, um, I, I call myself a, a motivational coach, but it's in the vein of being a life coach. Right. So right. that has brought me to where I am right now talking to you, Mimi. Wow, absolutely uh, amazing story. It's very inspiring. And it, that desire and passion was within you, this like whole journey when you were a kid. Yeah. What I hear from you is saying is that you have that mindset. How do you deal with your mindset when it's not in the best place or the days and when you wake up and you feel like, well, I don't want to do this. Or like- uh, well, I'll tell you what I do. And then what I tell my clients to do is it's, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Okay. 
it, you know, a mindset, it's about training your mind. Mm -hmm. It's about training it to, to think positive. So how do you do that? So the, so what I, I tell my clients and what I do in the morning, every morning, before I, before I grab, when I wake up, before I grab my phone to look at my social media, my mm -hmm. emails or, or whatever I have planned for the day, before I do any of that, I think about, I spend about, and it doesn't take long, I spend five to 10 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. And I start thinking about what I am grateful for. Uh, and I try to switch it up every day. And, you mm -hmm. know, it's, you know, it could be, you know, you have good support, you have a good spouse or, right. or a good mom or a good dad, good friends, uh, a nice home, whatever it is, mm -hmm. focus in on the things that are going right in your life that you're grateful for every single day. I know it's not easy, but if yeah. you do it every single day, it becomes part of your routine. Mm. And, and by doing that, uh, yeah, you still are going to have bad days. Things happen, of course. But you start training your 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 mind, your mindset to start picking up on things that are positive, not so much the negative. So when you have this negative mindset and negative things happen, you start saying to yourself, "Oh, see, see, I knew that was going to happen." Now, yeah. you know everything bad. I always have bad luck. You you have bad luck because you're focusing in on your bad luck. But you can do the opposite. You have good luck because you focus in on the good luck. You focusing in mm. on what's positive and not focusing so much in, in that is negative. And you and and by doing that in the morning, you set yourself up for a better day. Amazing! I love that. And uh, as a part of what my husband and I do when we wake up first thing in the morning is intentionally asking each other and make each other do that. We would wake up and we will say, good morning, what are you grateful for? It's hard if one person like loses their mindset, another one will, you know, like go down that slope too. So we have to be intentional about keeping up with like our own mindset and train our mind as well. People like think about of life coaches like this like luxury life and it's just like, oh, one day I just decided and I just quit. But like from your story, what I heard is you actually plan for it you put it out for universe but not only that you did the steps behind the scene to able to allow yourself to get into that you didn't just say but you actually put the work into it and you actually followed through with it maybe you can break it down more for the people out there that are thinking to either quit their job to start something new not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and that's okay Mm -hmm. find your passion, find your why. I mean, I, I, I found my why being a, a life coach, but some people it's being a mother. Some people's being right. a teachers. Some people's being an engineer, just find your, your passion. And if you haven't found your passion, don't worry, take a breath. Some people don't find it till later in life and, and your pa and, and be prepared. Your passions change, right? You're a different person from your twenties, thirties, forties, you know, you've got different likes, dislikes. So I, I would say if the person you're saying doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, that's perfectly fine. Find what, what, what works for you. I mean, if that person likes structure and thrives better on structure, that's awesome. Then, then, then do that. I mean, I, I would never force anybody to be an entrepreneur if they didn't want to be it. Because as you know, as, as well as I do, Mimi, that, that you have to have a strong stomach. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there, there's some lonely moments, you yeah. know, that you're just in, in your own head. And you gotta you gotta say to yourself, okay, stop that, stop mm. that. You gotta be aware of these negative thoughts that come in your head. Stop, okay, okay. I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I, I have these negative thoughts. Right. But now I'm gonna think about X, Y, and Z because that's what I'm gonna be focusing on. I am not going down this road. So I mean, as human beings, we all have negative thoughts mm. that come in our head, and and, and don't 
don't beat yourself up because you have negative thoughts because everybody has negative thoughts, but be aware of those negative thoughts. Right. And, 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 and you can say to yourself, you know what? Oh, you know what? You can say, uh Oh, not, uh, not, not, not right now, Paul. I, I hear what you're thinking that that's not going to go. I, I'm going to change my thought process right now mm. and get back on, get back on track because yeah. we all have our unique powers, whatever it is. We are, we're all special in some sort of way and we just got to find it. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's easier for other people to find it than others. But you know what? I I've learned this a long time. The only person you're competing against is yourself. Don't mm. worry about the other person. Worry about, just worry about yourself. Keep your head down. Be happy for the other person. If the other person found success, you know, a, a little bit faster than you wanted it, be happy for that person. Mm-hmm. Go, go, you know what? Good for you. Because you know what? You're going to find that success too. If you keep at it. Right. Right. Well, for a lot of my audience, I think we're younger generation and there's a theme that is going on a lot is the imposter syndrome. It feels like we need to learn more, read more, listen to more podcasts, add more information, maybe hire five more coaches before we can actually step out and do anything. And then before we step out and do something, we probably will buy another book. What are your intake on that? Uh, I, I, well, I, I'll, I'll break it down as simple as possible. Stop thinking and start doing. You, if you start getting too much in your head, too many, too much information, too many, too many voices, it's going to paralyze you. And you're going to be like, I, I don't know what to do now. This person is telling me, this coach is telling me to go yeah. over here. This coach is telling me to go over here. I don't know what to do. So uh, I would say the first thing to do is stop worrying about what other people think and do it, especially like when you're putting out content. I, I hear this yeah. all the time from people. They're like, oh, you know what? I want to put this content out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever. And, but I don't know if it's per. I, it doesn't look perfect to me. Stop mm. it. It's never going to be perfect, but, but start doing it. And the more you do it, and if you do it on a daily, you're going to get better and better and better at it. And then you'll start curving what your message is supposed to be. But if you, you know, don't do anything at all, you're never going to get better. And, and you're just starting, you know, at, at ground zero and, and you'll never build up. And another thing to that point about the imposter syndrome, um, we have a tendency of beating ourselves up so much. Yeah. Give yourself a break. You know what? If you're you're running, if you're trying to do a business and you're giving it a good go and things aren't going your way, you know what? That's okay. Tell tell yourself, well, you know what? I'm doing a, I'm doing a lot right now. I'm right. doing what I can, and eventually it's gonna it's gonna crack. But you know what? With the younger generation, one of the things that that is tough. It's a good thing and a bad thing is uh, impatience. Yeah. Uh, the younger generation is very impatient. They want everything because, you know, with the computer, we want everything like right this second. Yeah. And, and that can be a good thing, obviously with results and stuff. So that's, I'm not saying that's horrible, but there's some times where you need to be patient, especially if you're an entrepreneur, Yeah. you know, you know, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be Gary V tomorrow. Exactly. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And Gary V wasn't Gary V uh, in one day. He, Absolutely. If you listen to him, it took him a long time. And if, and if you ask him why, you know, why haven't I made it big? He's going to get mad at you <laughs> because he's going to say that you're not patient. You're not, you're not doing the process. So right. um, maybe you can help us to break down, like what are the limited belief are and, you know, some of the example. Thinking you're saying, uh, is one of the things that that a lot of people fear mm. and that's failure mm. everybody uh, every, most people fear failure and the more successful people 
you know, the entrepreneurs that you're talking about, Tony Robbins or whoever you want to talk about, embraces failure. Mm-hmm. Uses, looks at failure in a different way. If if you, if the business didn't work the way you wanted to work, it was a lesson learned. And, and the way that some people will think about it is, oh, you know what, I was no good. It didn't work out, and you know, and I should just, you know, just give up. No, no. Look at what you've learned with with that failure, and build on it. And sometimes when you fail at something, it it will it will pique your interest in something else. There's so many times, you know, in 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 dealing with clients and dealing with myself that I thought my path was going to be this way, but Mm. by trying it and, and, you know, and, and failing at it, I learned, Oh, you know what? That wasn't what I was supposed to do. It's this now, because I learned through that failure. Um, You look at, I'll I'll give you an example, a sports example, because I I, I enjoy sports. Michael Jordan talks about all the time, you know, why are you, why do you, why are you able to take the last shot? Why are you not nervous to take that last shot? And his answer is very simple. I'm not afraid to miss. Mm. If you're not afraid of failure, there's so much more you can do because you don't have that, that nerves that break you down. You know what? If I fail, I fail. I pick myself back up. If you, if you can have that mindset of that, that failure can be a learning tool as opposed to the scrippling event that will send you miles and miles down your journey. I hear a lot of passion as you talk about it because I know that you have embraced it and you have done it. But what can you tell to someone who is just starting out, just trying to be courageous and do something new? First off, I would congratulate them mm. on, 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 on just taking that first step and how amazing that is and, and, and acknowledging mm. how hard that was for them just to do that, just, right. to, just to make that step out of that uncomfortable, uh, out of that uncomfortableness that, that everybody wants to be in that comfort zone. And, and that person just made that first step mm-hmm. into being uncomfortable. So first off, I would, I would praise them for, for making that step that they're, they're in the right, they're going in the right direction. And I would say, just build on it. Just, you know, just get that list together, you know, get that plan together, write it out. Like what, what is my next step? Mm. Write out that next step and put it, put it down in your computer, write it out, however you do it. And then, and then whatever that step is, then, then, then take action on that step. And and just, it's just like stairs. And you know what, after a while, you're going to feel good because you're, 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 you're building your task. You're, you're, you're moving that rock up that hill. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And even if it's slow, even if it's in a self space, all well, you're, you're, you're doing something. Right. So the first thing I would tell them is, is, is I would, I would praise them mm. for, for stepping out and, and doing something that's uncomfortable to them because they're trying to follow whatever they're passionate. Help them to see what they have done rather than what they haven't done or how, where they fail at. What, what would be the one big takeaway that you want listeners to get from this conversation around mindset and limiting beliefs? Uh, a saying that I tell all, all my clients, if you believe you can achieve. What do you think about your journey? Would you change anything? Do you wish that you have done something better or you have done something? For the longest time, Mimi, I was uh, embarrassed about having cerebral palsy and I would not want to talk about my, my, my having, having it. Mm. And uh, I, 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 I viewed it as a, as a weakness. You know, I viewed it as, 
you know, because, you know, as a kid, the whole time I'm just trying to fit in and, and right. I wasn't fitting in because I had the cerebral palsy. So I had this in my mind that all I wanted to do was fit in. And I didn't want anybody to think that I was weak because I had cerebral palsy or, or took pity on me because I had cerebral palsy because I just wanted to be like everybody else and wanted right. to earn my own keep and, and, and not, uh, not use it, not use it, uh, as, as a weakness. As I've gotten older in my life, I found that being vulnerable is actually a strength, not mm. a weakness. And, 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 and learning that and wanting to become a life coach, I would not have been the life coach that I was supposed to be or help as many people as if I, if I have, if I wasn't vulnerable with myself and vulnerable with my clients and telling them about my story. Because if I didn't tell them about my story, why would they be uh, comfortable being vulnerable with me if I'm not being vulnerable with them? Now that I am vulnerable with them and, and sharing the struggles that I have in my life, they're more comfortable to share how vulnerable they are because they understand that I've had my struggles and I still have my struggles and they, they see the benefit in, in what I do because mm -hmm. of my background. So yeah. to answer your question, I, w I wish I wasn't uh, uh, scared of telling my story I wish I was able to do it at a younger age as opposed to an older age. Sorry. If you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 years old self, what would you tell him? Like I would have told myself, I mean, like I look at it now, you know, coming back, you know, in, in my life, you know, at the, at, you know, for the longest time I thought, Oh, no big deal. But I'm thinking to myself now, I'm like, no, Paul, I mean, you should have been, you should have been in a wheelchair. You're not, you ran a marathon, man. Look how far you've come. Right. Look how many people you helped. And, and so I, I, I would tell my 18 year old self that like, you, you've gone through a lot mm. and you need to, uh, instead of uh, running away or hiding from it, pat yourself on the back of, right. of what you've done. And, and I don't think I did that at 18 and that I do now. And, I, and it serves me better that I do. And love your passion attached to it. Okay. So we'll move on to last five. So since my podcast is about personal growth and personal development, where would you recommend a person to start their personal development journey? I would say that the first thing I would tell them that person to do is start to get out of your comfort zone, mm. start experiencing different things that make you uncomfortable mm -hmm. that you think that might benefit you. Like it could be, um, talking to, to, to a stranger, on, you know, in the park, just saying hi to somebody, striking up a conversation for others. It could be taking a public speaking class or, mm. or taking a cooking class or, or whatever it is. Uh, but, but get out of your, get out of your comfort zone, because if, once you get out of your comfort zone, you'll start to find your passions, what you're mm. passionate about. But if you stay in that box and, and, and it's really easy to do just because everybody wants to feel comfortable. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. So a lot of people don't like to do it, but I would say start stretching yourself on things that, that uh, you want to do. And by doing that, I think that you'll start to find more passions that you're passionate about. And maybe find the why in your personal life and your mm. business life. Oh, what is the new skill, the new thing that you are learning right now? Uh, the power of patience. Mm. That is, you know, for me coming from sales, you know, I want things, you know, like this, 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 and this. And, 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 and life doesn't always work that way. It's practicing patience, looking at your, your journey going, okay, you're making progress. You know, it may not show it on paper, but you are making progress and it's going to show soon because of what you're doing. Well, what is the best tip from your journey that you can give to audience 
to grow themselves? It's, it's your attitude. Mm. There's a lot of things that you can't, you can't control, but you can control your attitude. Mm. And I think that is huge. I think if you have a good attitude, a lot of, a lot of the universe will come your way. You know, a lot of people are, will be willing to help you out mm-hmm. if you have a good attitude because they, they like you as a person mm. and they want you to succeed because they care about you as a person. So I would, I would say is uh, control your attitude as much as you can. I know, uh, you know, it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be sad. You're, you're human. And those are emotions that you, you can have. Right. But the thing is you need to be aware of that. And, and there's going to be a point in your life where I don't want to be angry and I don't want to be sad. And, and once you're aware that you are feeling that feeling, then you can start changing that to become happier, whatever mm-hmm. mood you want to be. The last final question, if in 150 years, science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would be the title and what would the blurb tell us? I would say that the title of the book would be The Power of Belief. The the blurb would say that wherever he was, wherever was his personal life or his business life, spiritual life, whatever, Paul always gave it a strong effort in everything he did and it served him well in his life. I think it's the true definition of who you are. You work really hard to get to where you're at, but you're just starting and you really putting all the effort that you have into. So if my listeners want to find you, where they can go and... Uh, the, uh, the easiest way would be my website, a call to action.coach, or you can go to my uh, Facebook page, a call to action. Mm. Uh, you can... Uh, check me out on LinkedIn, um, my uh, first and last name. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm really easy to get hold of. So uh, you you get me on that, you DM me. My cell phone's on my website. So if you get on my website and just want to talk to me, by all means, just give me a call, text me, whatever you want to do. And I'd be happy to help you. And I will leave the information below. And like he said, he left his phone there. And if you really want to get pumped up or have issues with belief or mindset, please go ahead and just shoot him a text message. Thank you for this conversation. I um, This is just only glimpse of what the value that you give to your clients. And I just really hope that people that listen to this podcast will learn more and just um, get to, you know, know of what you do and uh thank you again for allowing me this platform to be on your podcast yeah absolutely